Cinema Sex Ed contains strong language, sexual scenarios, and potentially offensive comments. It's intended for maturely immature audiences only. Rusty trombone. Hot Carl. Rim job. Toss my salad. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Nipple clam. Chocolate coxicle. Pink taco. Hop on this, baby. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Money shot. Anal intruder. Cleveland steamer. Gas mask. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Reverse cowgirl. Yeehaw! Teabagging. Kama Sutra. Kama my face. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Hello, class. Welcome to the first session of Cinema Sex Ed with Miss Marcy and Miss Jenny. Each episode, we'll be covering a mainstream non-pornographic movie that made us, the public, or our listeners feel funny down there. I feel funny down there. Either recently or in the past. We'll discuss what, if anything, makes a film particularly titillating. You said titillating. <laughs> and we'll explore our thoughts on if we think these naughty films will stand the test of time. We hope that you'll participate by sending us your suggestions by email or posting them to Genmar Films' Facebook page or on our Twitter feed at Genmar Films using the hashtag Cinema Sex Ed. And if you want to be teacher's pet, give us a review on iTunes. We'll give you extra credit and mad love. And I'm going to give them something else, Jenny. Ooh. I'm not married. Ooh. <laughs> Remember, the more you participate, the more you'll get out of class. Please be patient with us as we iron out the kinks. And speaking of kinks, in Lesson 1, we'll be covering Fifty Shades of Grey, starring Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson with a screenplay by Kelly Marcel based on the book by E.L. James. Okay, class. Take your seats. It's time for class to begin. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Cinema Sex Ed. I'm Miss Marcy. And I'm Miss Jenny. And class is in. Welcome to our new and sexier podcast. We decided we wanted something super sexy for the summertime, but we're going to keep it going. We can be sexy for a long time. We're sexy whatever season we're it is. We're sexy fucking bitches. <laughs> Every season is sexy season. We're having sexy time, though technically not sexy time together, <laughs> because neither one of us play in the lady playground. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Well, not on a regular basis. Oh, anyway, well, I mean, one you know, of us may have at uh, some point. Just... From the top, this is for entertainment purposes only and not for children. If you are listening to it in the car and your kids happen to be in the back. And you turn on a podcast called Cinema Sex Ed, don't think to yourself, wow, my five-year-old should sure <laughs> listen to this. That's right. We just need to get those disclaimers out. I don't want to hear about it later because we will probably be... Would this not be a good time for me to say big throbbing cock then? I, I think this would be the perfect time <laughs> to say big throbbing cock. Big throbbing cock. There you go. Even though it's sexy movies, you may disagree with us on our thoughts or on what we might consider a sexy movie. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you. You can always reach us at genmarfilms at gmail.com or via our Twitter, genmarfilms. Right? Yes. Or on our Facebook. Our Facebook. Our Facebook. <laughs> or, you, or you can post on over our Facebook page. 
<laughs> or do whatever you want all over our face because we're easy for the purposes of this podcast only in case my mother is listening. For our first podcast, for our first lecture in cinema. And <laughs> yes, Professor Jenny. Lecture and discussion, Professor Marcy. We are covering the very controversial, but the very <laughs> talked about Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'd like to point out that in preparation for this sexy podcast, Jenny is wearing a very naughty black uh, corset and ripped jeans, and she looks really hot, and I'm wearing the pajama jean. <laughs> I had a rough night. I, but they're straight like pajama jeans. I look you, hot-ish. They're not but looking look, at I'm, you. I'm just you, showing my okay. boobs. Oh, now I'm getting the, the black lace bra. I just showed Jenny my boobies. Well, yeah. they're covered. Well, we talk about your boobies all the time, and we will talk about them again, I'm sure, in the future. But Jenny looks very hot today. Well, that's very, very kind of you. Thank you. Uh, I am dressed in honor of Fifty Shades of Grey. I am wearing the ripped jeans, as Christian Grey seems to always put on when he goes in the red room. Only in his playroom, yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I just want to start off by saying I've never read the Fifty Shades of Grey book. Um, I read one, all three of them, and uh, so I, I read the whole thing. Awesome. I'm really I glad. Did. I'm really glad. Before before I saw the movie, I mean, way before the movie was even, you know, in the works, I, I totally, I read one, and, you know, certainly not that they were the best written books in the world, but she wrote them in a way that really did sort of embarrassingly draw you in. I was embarrassed to be drawn into those books because a lot of the subject matter they covered in them was things as a woman I feel like I shouldn't find sexy or be reading about or so I was kind of ashamed of myself. Can you tell me more about that, Marcy? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny just put her therapist hat on. Yes, um, just in case you're tuning in for the first time because you're titillated by our topic. And our titties. Or our titties, probably not, probably not mine anyways. Maybe you're tuning in for just curiosity's sake. I am actually a therapist in real life, in real life. When I'm not podcasting, I'm a therapist. And, and Marcy is an actress, comedian, and acting coach with her own studio in Culver City. Called The Actor's Circle. You can find us online as well. So... That's just a little bit of background history on us, and that's why every once in a while I might get into shrinky-dinky mode. Especially when I'm flying my neuroses flag. (laughs) And she would ruthlessly make fun of me, and I invite it. And I'm neurotic, so we're a good pair. So Random House published the books in 2012, I guess, and they were like a total hit. I know they had been sort of, uh, she'd been posting them on a... They started out as fan fiction. They were Twilight fan, Twilight fan fiction. And oh, you can tell. Yeah, absolutely. Then, yeah, so when they were eventually published, they've sold over 100 million copies. At least 40 million of those are in the U.S. And she is British. I guess. I've heard her speak. I didn't really look up any background on the author, E.L. James. Which is amazing to me, because I I find that Brits are a little sexually repressed. My ex-boyfriend is listening to this podcast right now and probably will not like that I said that. Well, aren't they really the ones? <laughs> like, the more sexually repressed somebody appears on the outside, the more likely they're going to be a 
freak in the bedroom. Really? Curious or <laughs> looking, <laughs> well, maybe, I don't. No, I'm totally <laughs> joking. That, that, and I'm joking about my friend, too. Uh, I, I am. <laughs> no, it's just, it's sort of, that's sort of like a stereotype. And I, you know, I think that, I don't think any culture as a whole is sexually yeah. repressed. I mean, you know. Well, that's not true. There are some sexually repressed cultures. Yeah. But it, it, wherever it's repressed, it gets expressed. There, here comes my, my therapist mode in some other way. But that's neither here nor there. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably know that there's a main thread of this story that is all about BDSM, bondage, dominance, uh, sadomasochism. And it plays a big role in the storytelling. Otherwise, it's pretty much a cut and dry love story coming-of-age story, in my opinion. Do you think it Yes, but I think the thing that personally bothered me when I read it, and and I, I when I saw the movie, it really made me think about a lot, is that I looked upon it and I responded to it as a love story, and that concerned me that I responded to it as a love story. Because I'm certainly not somebody who's ever been into bondage and domination or, or anything like that. But, okay, well, there was a couple handcuff incidents, but <laughs> maybe a nipple clamp or two. But, you know, basically as a whole, you know, as a woman, I'm, I'm outraged when I hear about men treating women that way. And yet my just my instinct maybe respond to the books as a in a love story romantic kind of way and that was weird to me well you're not alone obviously a lot of people have responded to it i can't speak to the books but generally men tend to men tend to look at porn and women tend to read erotica and this was the first time in a long time that there was sort of a socially acceptable erotica that right. even like a lot of Christian women would have this on their desk at work. It became socially acceptable to start talking about these subjects and bondage and S&M and all kinds of kink play in everyday conversation, which is kind of new. Well, and... and I learned new things when I read it. I mean, that was kind of fascinating because I do always like to learn about, you know, new things. <laughs> it's like a cooking like show. Like knitting, crocheting, <laughs> anal plugs, you know, I mean, you know. Girl Scout knots. So I think that it was a world that a lot of people didn't know about and were fascinated by. I, and there's also been a lot of controversy because there's been a lot of people who felt as if it misrepresented uh, BDSM and the community and one of the things that i read about the difference between the book and the movie is that in the book you really get her inner dialogue which we don't get in the movie yes and that's missing but even so critics say that her resistance her inner monologue in the books as well as some of her speech in the movie really present it as not quite as consensual that she's she is doing things that she's not that comfortable with and a big part of the bdsm community is the communication the trust the comfort right but most importantly consent 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 i found you know and we'll get into the movie but i found for me i i 
I'm sorry, every English professor I ever had who said I had promise as a smart person, I did enjoy the books, you know, and I was titillated by them. The adaptation, the, the movie, the movie, yeah, it didn't hurt inner monologue we never got to hear. Um, there was that. And also, they went from zero to 100 with the S&M, and there wasn't that much of it, where in the book, they, it was like he slowly introduced her. And, you know, I think that that's why, as a reader of the book, we were also more drawn in because, you know, when you, when you get something in little tastes, you know, then, then she wanted more and more and more. But they didn't have any of the in-between. Really, yeah, I, I felt like they kind of did, but maybe there was just more of it in the book. Because in yeah. the movie, he does, well, he takes her virginity at first, and he's yeah. just sort of holding her down with his hands, and then it's using the tie the next time. Yeah, no, there's... Using the tie, you know, giving her a little slap on the ass, getting a little bit rougher each time. In the, in, the, um, in the book, it, like I said, you could understand why some of those things were exciting. You know, there was more of a description of what it did. There was slow things. You know, when you're introduced to something new sexually, sometimes it's... Like a butt plug. <laughs> a vibrating butt plug. I've never used one. I'm a nothing-in-the-tushy kind of gal. That's Marcy speaking. I'm a tushy virgin. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> Jenny's not talking right now, so I think we should move on. No, I'm listening to what you're saying. <laughs> no, I was joking about your... Oh, about me not talking right now? About your butt. Far more interesting. Yes, yeah, true. I mean, not that your butt is not interesting. Uh, I think that there are some people who would probably be very interested in my butt. But, <laughs> yes. But others that probably really don't want to know anything about it. As with all our butts. Personal. Personal moments. A couple of quotes from reviews that I thought were kind of funny. David Edelstein at New York Magazine. Uh, Vulture Magazine. Jew. Sorry. <laughs> Wrote, Fifty Shades of Grey is nowhere near as laughable as you may have feared or perversely hoped for. On Rotten Tomatoes, somebody said that it was better than the book. Tim Robbie or Roby at The Telegraph said, Great art, it's not, but it's frisky, in charge of itself, and about as keenly felt a vision of this S&M power game we could realistically have expected to see. This is all about the movie, by the way. Most people, most people don't like the movie. Well, critics didn't like the movie. About twenty-five percent of critics did, but a lot of people pe- saw it. Yeah, the people who saw it, forty-three percent liked it. So, I'll tell you what my problem was. Please, I, not that you asked, but I'll tell I you. I want to know what your problem was. Um, because I read the books, I had a really good picture of Christian Grey in my head. And this Christian Grey was just not sexy. He just wasn't sexy. He's a handsome man. He looked to me like, what? Uh, what's his name again? It's... Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan. Dornan? Yeah, who, he's an ex-model, you know? But that's okay. That doesn't mean anything. Great body. He's a uh, great-looking guy. He's, you know, yeah. but not, I mean, not, like, for me, I mean, Christian Grey needs to be more dangerous. He wasn't dangerous at all. There was, he wasn't dangerous. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't read the book, I didn't have that right. kind of an expectation. To me, he looked like a young Colin Firth. 
a more vanilla Colin Firth, if you can imagine. Right, I and mean, it Colin should have Firth. been a Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Right. It should have, you know, Colin Farrell is a, is a pretty in a, uh, just a more dangerous kind of way. Yeah. Though so I was having a Russell conversation Crow. with a friend yesterday. Jamie Dornan, when he first moved here, was roommates with Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, to me, is more, not as pretty in any way uh, as Jamie Dornan, but to me, he's much sexier because there's just a lot of sensuality in his okay, face. Okay, I have to disagree with you on that because not that I don't think that Eddie Redmayne is adorable or lovable or talented all of those things but i definitely who would you rather i really don't i didn't have any expectation i i think no but who would you rather you know dance on his wee wee like if you had if if you were gonna die tomorrow and and i said benedict cumberbatch (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't in the and i'm out (laughs) you drop the mic you're a batch babe I'm a cumber bitch. That's what they call. Um, okay, okay, but he wasn't in the mix. If you didn't play fair, if you would, I choose... then I would rather this guy actually. Really, <gasps> but I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the gingers. To um, begin with, okay, somebody in this room has red hair, and it's not Jenny. I've had red hair, not natural, in my life. I know, I like. I like gingers. I can't say that I haven't been attracted to any ever in my life, but just generally, I don't go, wow. There are some very sad, <laughs> fire-pubed men out there right now, Jenny, who are looking at their flamey areas. Whoa, whoa, whoa pubes on fire. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's hard enough when you have an auburn thatch. Now- <laughs> <laughs> now knowing, you know, that it's not sexy to a lot of people, there's some some sad, sad auburn encased penises out well, there. Well look, I think it can be very exotic for some people. <laughs> it's just not my thing. That's okay. But you I know, don't, but I don't like the hairy. heart wants what the heart wants. Yes, I'm sorry, you were gonna say I don't like a hairy penis. <laughs> That has nothing to do with anything. I used to strip under that name. Harry Personal. Personal moments. So why did we choose to cover this movie? You might be asking yourself. Jenny Jenny and her Tom watched it. Actually, no, Tom has not watched it. Oh, he hasn't? No, he has not watched it. Oh, you watched it? it? I watched it by myself because... This is why I watched it. I watched it because it is this cultural phenomenon. I was not going to read the books. Everything I've read about the books are how poorly written they are. And what should really concern people is not that it's misrepresenting BDSM, but that it is terrible prose being presented to a bunch of educated women. Yes. Um, But that, to me, is neither here nor there. Like, we like what we like. I like candy. I, you know, I like M&Ms and... They are bad for you, right? Does it matter? She does not, however, like any penis that has <laughs> flamey pubic hair around it. <laughs> Personal. Personal moments. I mentioned uh, the Tom name. And I think one of the other things is if this is your first time listening to our show, one other thing you should know is Jenny is married and I am single. And we may refer to my husband upon occasion as Yoko. <laughs> so if you hear us talking about Yoko, we're talking about my husband's house. He gave himself that name. <laughs> <laughs> he did. 
So, he is our Yoko. So he was not down for watching. I can't know. I don't think it's a, a man's movie. When I saw it in the theaters, I saw it with a, a friend who, um, a male friend who also does not swim in the lady pond. And he enjoyed Jamie Dornan. Okay. So, you know, uh, but the question really would be: Does he like Jamie Dornan? Yes. Over say Eddie Redmayne. We'll have to. We'll have to find <laughs> out. Please write to us. Let us know. We're gonna take a poll. Just saying, yeah. I would rather take a spin on Eddie Redmayne's poll than Jamie Dornan's poll. How about both? Can I have both at the same time? I'd like a and double. Back two. when they're roommates and they just like they, they're not yeah. talking. They're and they're talking in their native accents. There you go. Okay. That, yeah. Okay, so Jamie Dornan's accent was terrible, in my opinion. It was, it came, well, he kept slipping out of it. Yeah, it came and went. Yeah. Ne- it never went full Belfast, though. It yeah. It never went into full, but you could tell that he was fighting something. He was definitely fighting his accent. Dakota Johnson, I know you've got big feelings about her. Um, I don't. I thought she was fine. <laughs> You know, listen, I thought she was better than he was. I thought she actually, I understood the casting because, you know, uh, Anastasia Steele is supposed to start out very meek and shy and and find her power. And I do think that happened with her. I did see that with her. Oh, so maybe I rewatch you. Yeah, Yeah, I watched it again yesterday. Because I know when you first saw it, you, yeah. were, you weren't that taken with her. No, but I, you know, watch it again. And I, you know, I, uh, listen, it's, the script was poorly written, to say the least. Uh, and, you know, as an actress, I, you know, and, and someone who works with actors, I have to admire what she did with those words. Because she, you know, it could have been laughable on her end, and it wasn't. And, you know, she's very brave. She was very open Sexually in that movie. How old is she? Do you know? Uh, early twenties, maybe. Yeah. One of the things that pretty, pretty girl. She looks oh, like both her parents. She's beautiful. Yeah. One of the things that struck me watching it was I could not get out of my mind the interviews that I'd heard with her talking about how many times her mother had seen the film and her parents being at the film and. Wow. See, because when I saw her interview, like at the, uh, it was some awards show, she said her mother, oh, Melly Griffith said she was, hadn't seen it yet. She wasn't going to watch it yet. Oh, well, maybe I'm wrong, but I seem to recall her mom talking about seeing it several times, oh, which wow. really weirds me out. I mean, I understand. I love the human body. It's beautiful. And my God, Dakota Johnson's body is very lovely. She's yes. got a beautiful body, nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing but moves. Still, <laughs> that's not true. Actually, everything was natural, though. Yeah, no, no, she didn't. No, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, still, like. Young and firm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but hey, more power to her. And coincidentally, that's the name I used to strip under <laughs> Young <Yeah>. and Firm. <laughs> you should have seen us together, Harry Penis and Young and Firm. We were something. <laughs> And Young and Firm can also do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> On your penis. So I don't know what that means. I, it didn't mean anything. It did. I think I'm schwitzing. Um, it's hot in here. It is hot in here. I'm sorry. But that, no. Is it just me or is it hot in here? It's just me or is it me. hot in here? 
The dogs are all passed out. That's the good thing. It's keeping the dogs quiet. Yeah. Personal. Personal moments. I was actually impressed with Dakota Johnson because I had really low expectations because I remember you saying that she wasn't very good. Uh, when you, you know, saw it. Yeah, um, I don't think she, you know, I don't think it's Oscar time for her. Right, no, definitely not Oscar worthy. However, I saw an arc, I saw some changes, and the comparison that I made was to Kristen Stewart in Twilight, who to me is just one note and it's not an interesting one. I want to smack her always. <laughs> <laughs> so compared to that she has an eating lemons face too oh she's got like a resting bitch face she Are does <laughs> and she looks like 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 she's got just like like a fart just welled up in her <laughs> and she's holding it in you know she just yeah comparing one to the other knowing that it's basically the same right. story uh, as twilight right then you know, Dakota Johnson didn't have far to go to mark an improvement for right. me. So I thought she she was good. And he was all right. He's a little... He, he looked like he was working, you know. Robert Pattinson would have been a better Christian Grey than Jamie Darnan. Well, that's interesting. Again, he's not somebody I found find attractive. I'm not a... Yeah, but if it were, you know what, let me, you know, everybody finds different things sexy, you know. Absolutely. And really, to me, like, the ultimate, you know, I would like to see Fifty Shades of Grey with, you know, a, a slightly chubby Jewish guy. <laughs> yes. we, Jenny and I both, like, uh, you know, a, a nice nebbishy Jew. Fifty Shades of Grey starring Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> But James, James Franco, James Franco would be a great Christian guy. Well, you know, that's my boo. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy the James Franco. Yeah, so I think we can agree on that. So now that we've recast it, um, let's see something different in the next one. Um... But wouldn't it have been funny if Seth Rogen played the brother who was stooping the roommate on the couch when they came in? Like, yeah. instead of, like, that really, also that really kind of beautiful guy who played his brother. The loser having, brother. Yeah, the loser brother having sex with the, her roommate. You know, if you just saw, like, a slightly say a lady man ass up in the air. Like a dad bod. Dad bod. <laughs> Suddenly we're, Fifty we're Shades turning, of Dad Body. Like, John Apatow presents... <laughs> Fifty <laughs> shades of Bravestein. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, was there anything for? I mean, it's kind of silly to ask this question, but it's on our list of questions. Considering that it's based on Twilight, I'm going to still ask: Is there anything unique about this movie? <laughs> and pause. <laughs> Um, I think we, you and I had two different experiences because like I said, I read the books and you didn't. So for me, you know, maybe for someone who hadn't read the books, it would be, you know, some of the bondage things would be interesting to learn about, you know, just as like, I like, sometimes I don't like something I read, you know, like I said, I didn't think Fifty Shades of Grey was well written or anything else, but I was drawn in because, wow, this is a world I know nothing about. It was educational. And, uh, uh, but, you know, so I would think for someone seeing the movie who hadn't read the book, that might be something that would draw them in. I also think that we had new performances, right? Yeah. We've got new performers. They 
didn't get people that we knew, which was smart. Always yeah. good to cast unknowns in roles where everybody right. has such high expectations. Right. But, yeah, I think regardless of having read the book or not, knowing how it was written based on Twilight, it was really difficult for me to separate that because all I kept doing was going to comparisons to that. And believe me, the Twilight movies, I also feel, are ridiculous. It definitely felt derivative to me in, in, in that way. But I'm wondering, Marcy, what you think it's what this movie says about sex. I don't like what it says about sex. I, like I said, maybe this will sound prudish of me, because you know I'm quite pretty. <laughs> I laughed at myself. Um, I, I hate that young girls were seeing this movie and thinking, ooh, that's love. Mm. Yeah. You know, I didn't like that. You're not the only person. I mean, yeah. plenty of critics and feminists and and people people who are in the kink community saying the same thing. You know, I, I, I work with teenage girls, you know, and I, I, I'm always saying to them, you know, um, you should have high standards, respect yourself, and, you know you'll invite people in who treat you in that way. And I, you know, to me, this movie was not love, you know? It was not love, and I don't want people to think it was a love story. Yeah, it was sex, and I certainly have had sex without love. Um, you can have great sex without love. Yeah. That's not really... But, you know, they're putting kinky sex, you know, I don't know. Just, I don't think, I just don't. I don't want young girls to think that that's what love is. Right. I can see what you're saying, that there's a concern that perhaps this will become a norm or something that's expected that people would think yeah. is okay in a quote-unquote normal, which I hate that word, but relationship. Right. In a non-kink relationship. Right. And it, it sort of normalizes it perhaps to a degree that isn't healthy. Right. Because maybe it's romanticizing it, too. Right. I was also a little bit turned off by the back, his backstory as being really coming from abuse. And not that there aren't people who are in that world that, that aren't trying to work that stuff out. And I, of course, know that there's probably much more, because this was just the first book, on his background and whatnot, but it, there's also an implication that you must be really fucked up if you're really if you're into this, right? right. That you can't have a an emotional or mature connection with someone if you're into this, and I think that that is very short sighted and convenient. However, artistically, to use that word very loosely, I can say okay, but that's maybe not painting a wide swath this is just for this character this is just this character's story so maybe not uh, you know but he, they, uh, yeah uh, you know they didn't they just didn't even do that well you know when he when she's like why can't you why won't you let me love you it's how i am <laughs> <laughs> oh please you know you were bringing up something unknowingly that i wanted to ask you what other quotes stood out to you in that movie? Jenny, Jenny, wait. 
Don't bite your lip like that. You know what that does to me. You're biting your lip again? Uh, yeah, there's... You know what that does to me? Makes me want to give you Neosporin. (laughs) (laughs) I see lip biting, I think, possible infection. I, you know... Personal... Personal moments. We are melting. I'm going to open this door. We do want to warn you that there may there's a po- always a possibility that you will hear some very loud pitch screeching and talking, and that is coming from the resident bird. <laughs> I also thought that the one line um, I don't even think that I have it written down here, but where he says, where he says something like, "I don't make love, I fuck." Oh yeah, hard. I started laughing. Oh yeah, hard. I mean that just made me laugh so hard um they really did present him as this control freak before any of the snm stuff was revealed and knowing where it was going all of those lines sort of like i recognize talent and i want to harness it you know like things like that they may have just killed me like do you have any hobbies various physical pursuits yes you know, if I were out with a guy and he said any of those things to me, I'd be like, oh, please. You know, <laughs> check. get over your bad self. Yeah, check, please. The character does seem a little bit like she doesn't know whether to take him seriously or laugh at certain Right. Things. And I thought that there was something story-wise, and I'm not quite sure what it is in the books or whether this was just the actor's choice or direction, but... She does seem to become, even though she she loses her virginity in the first half of the movie, she does seem to become a little more childlike and playful after that. There's a lot more giggling and jumping around and playing. She did have a good losing her virginity. I always like a good movie virginity loss. Right, well... Because it's so rarely like it is in the movies. Oh my God. Of yours. I'm trying to think of my own first time, but um, all I remember with mine is him going, "Shh, shh, my parents will hear." <laughs> I believe mine was, "Hurry up, they're going to be back soon." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, really romantic. We're really close to my brother's room. Personal, personal moments. Do you think that the Elevators symbolize anything? Christian. Anna. <laughs> Does he say her full name? Anastasia, yes. He always calls her by her full name. Yes, Anastasia Steele. Well, the books were written, they, they, they followed the book in that you, the books never end. Like there's, it, you, you know, that was clever of her because she did get you buying that next book because there was never, you were always unsatisfied, you know? Just like Anastasia Steele <laughs> in the Red Room. Were there any characters that you related to? No. Yeah. It's very... Simple. There were no characters I related to. There was... Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting because it is a movie that I watched all the way through, you know? And I saw it twice. The characters, there's there's... Very few characters in this. It could be a stage play, really. Right. And I thought her relationship with her mother was very strange. 
Yes, and it wasn't very clear. It was not clear at all. Obviously, she has some issues with her mom. Yeah, and her mom didn't come to her college graduation. She chose her her new husband yeah. over the college graduate, which is uh, horrible. Um, and but then suddenly she needed her mother. You know what I mean? Yes. It was like that. That was really unclear to me. There were there were a couple of things that were unclear too. Like they graduated, and then that night. She's in the new apartment in Seattle. And yeah, and between their last final graduation seemed like a year. Yes, and when the stepfather slash father, the man who raised her, asks, like, how long have you been together? They say it's been three weeks, which, okay, but... Yeah, none of the time stuff made sense. That was all completely off in continuity. Off, totally. Now, do you think that it's inappropriate to lavish those gifts on someone like a new laptop <laughs> obviously the Christian chorus has a feeling on this all right so so um yeah i thought i mean i would feel funny if someone gave me gifts like that it's or not maybe <laughs> i could use a new car and a new laptop I would get a spanking on my tushy for a laptop. <laughs> the fact that I say tushy make me sexy. I'd let somebody come on my bare feet for a laptop. I'm just coming up with other kinds of kinks that are okay by me. That's like a nice, that's like a warm pedicure. That was... <laughs> what are you soaking in? <laughs> my semen. <laughs> Let's talk about the playroom for a minute. Let's go there. Um, Let's go to the red room. Have you ever been in a red room? Have you ever, have you ever seen a dungeon or anything like that? I have not. I have led a rather sheltered existence. I had with a former boyfriend. Uh, we had a handcuff experience, but he bought the handcuffs. And uh, put them on. He was really excited about it. And then neither one of us knew what to do with them. So I'm just sitting there with the handcuffs. And finally, I thought maybe we should role play. So I said to him, okay, do it to me, you big, bad police guy. <laughs> you know? And then, and then I was, like, really not taking it seriously. So what he did is he then took the handcuffs and he handcuffed me to the bed. And then he left for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that would piss me off, and that's my biggest fear of being handcuffed. Yeah, he thought it was. I heard him laughing in the other room, making business calls. <laughs> I think comics, comedy actors, people right. who are in comedy should not play around with BDSM because it just. He wasn't a comedy guy. No, he wasn't. Because to me, no. when I think about people I've been with, those are the people that I would have the least amount of trust that they would be safe and not going for the good joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and honestly, that is why I personally cannot imagine indulging in any serious kink because I just I, I find it silly. It's hard for me to take it seriously. Right. And I think that there's a level of seriousness and focus one has to have. And I think Mr. Christian Gray does show it to us. I was disappointed with the Red Room, not because of its contents, I thought it was very impressive, but with the lack of using 
them. I mean, there's all this amazing stuff, and we got very little of it. Maybe there's more in this. That story. yeah, I was kind of disappointed with that. Like they showed that red room, but they—that's my thing. They didn't, you know. Not that I'm like, ooh, beat me, whip me, baby. But I, I, you know, as someone who doesn't know about that stuff, I saw that room, and I'm like, I'm curious what some of that stuff does. Yeah, they had so much hardware and gadgetry. You just didn't see it. I mean, you did. There's so many. No, and I was, I was, you know, that that left me unsatisfied as well. Yeah, like show us what this stuff does. Right. Uh, but I guess maybe it's not an instructional video. What the, <laughs> I wanted it to be. Damn it! One of the things that really cracked me up was at one point he goes to get her or to get a blindfold to put on her, and he opens the drawer and there's. a few of them that we get to see all neatly lined up and he picks the gray one, Cal Supreze. And I thought, how does one pick? How, what, what does it know? This feels like a gray silk blindfold. You know, what did we, too much, too much variety. How do you ever make a decision? How do you decide? Uh, see, I thought they was, those were ties. Well, there I are thought the they ties. were neckties. There are the ties in the drawer in his room and he does right. tie her up with that, but in the red room, he goes oh. into one of his little chests and he pulls out a yeah. blindfold for her, and there's. You know, I honestly like. Wow, I I was also thinking, he's got a lot of stuff. You know, he's got he's he's a shopper. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see his ads on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't I you know. If that's you like, kind of hot. If you like vibrating butt plugs, <laughs> you may be interested in <laughs> <laughs> the Assinator 2000. <laughs> the fuck chair. <laughs> what is a fuck chair? Uh, it is a chair. Oh, you really know. <laughs> Jenny knows what a fuck chair is. Yeah, it's a chair designed to be fucked in. How? How? <laughs> deep is that that's good although you know there we're 5'2 like, any we could we, any chairs a fuck chair for true. us we're spinners we're spinners <laughs> there are these chairs that I've seen at the pleasure chest I've sat in them but I'm ne never naked and never in playing but where it almost looks like um not a bench press but where, like a, a leg press I guess and where one would sort of lower oneself up and down upon the cock I, um, you know, am now going to think about that when I'm at the gym tomorrow. So I... Hey, maybe it'll motivate you. Yeah. You know? Ooh, I'm doing fuck chair squats. Fuck chair squats. <laughs> That's right. Fuck squats. So what was the best part of the movie for you? I think that it's, as far as on the sexy meter... I did think that that scene when he took her virginity and that the actual... I thought that was kind of hot. You know, I did. I, I got a little. I got a little. I got a little excited in my pants. But uh, you know, I thought that was kind of hot. You got a little ladywood. <laughs> I got a little ladywood. I used to I'd like to that. say I got lady chubby, but I am lady chubby naturally. So. <laughs> what yeah, about you? I would definitely say that the sex sequences weren't without their titillation. I mean, yeah. They're all softcore porn kind right. of level. I was surprised at how much. Top of the cock we got with him. Top um, of the cock, miss. Top of the cock to you. <laughs> top of the cock to you, Marcy. <laughs> yeah, that that was a little bit, you know, different. 
Not something you see a lot, but hey. You there know. was some serious gas masking. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what a turn. Yeah, I, I can't say that I was rushing off to, you know, take down Yoko's pants or anything. I didn't go running into the other room. Oh, like, now I have to like, look at Yoko. Yeah, come on, Yoko, put on your ripped jeans. <laughs> You know, put your, oh. put your workman's glove in the back pocket and oh. tie me up. First of all, <laughs> Yoko. if you know Yoko at all, that's a hilarious idea. He's tidy. He's, he's, <laughs> he's very tidy and ripped jeans are just not going to stand. Personal. Personal moments. Regardless, I thought it was hard to believe at a certain point that she, even though we see her lose her virginity and everything. She's just like, for lack of a better way of putting it, I'm going to use a terrible, terrible phrase that I got from the TV show, the BBC show, The Inbetweeners. There are moments where she just seems to be frothing for it. You know? Yeah. She, she's just like, she's just arching her back and, you know, and elongating right. her body and stretching out her tits and she just looks like she just wants it. And I think, wow, it's just like a little bit more sophisticated than one would expect from someone who's, yeah, from a virgin Especially, somebody on a sexual discovery, which she says she's never done anything. Right. Else. And yeah, I, like I said, you know, my first time was awkward. Your first time was, I don't, I don't think there was any arching or frothing. <laughs> yeah. I think there might have been some, oops, where are you putting that? And ouch, those were some yeah. of the things like, that I think came into play. Are you in yet? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, are you sure the condoms? There was a moment, too, in I think it was the virginity scene, where he opens a condom. Yeah. And it is so brief, but it was responsible. But if you blinked, you missed it. Yeah. I, I actually rewound on that. Like, wait a minute, was that just a close-up of his mouth tearing open a condom wrapper so but I do I like that they put that in I noticed oh that. I think it's really important yeah I think it's important and I wonder whether it was pre-planned or whether it was right. like an insert shot later like oh shit we gotta pick this up this is an important thing safe sex always always the worst part of the movie what was like the writing <laughs> <laughs> the writing the lack of chemistry there was no I just think they had very little chemistry and um, I just thought it was, yeah, I mostly I thought the writing really was lacking. I have to disagree on the chemistry to a degree. I know what you're talking about, but I, I thought that they had decent chemistry. It wasn't off the charts. It didn't feel to me kind of like what you're saying, I think, with his dangerousness, that right. he didn't feel all that much more experienced than her to me. Even though he, it was his space and he's maneuvering around. Who would be your Christian Grey? What do you mean? Like, in, like, I mean, I know we were talking about, like, casting. But, you know, like, actor-wise, like, not just, not particularly in Christian Grey, but, like, who do you think would be, like, a dangerous I-have-to-have-you-sex man? Oh, my God. I might have to think on that and answer that on a later okay. date. Because, I mean, you know, it really depends on what you're getting into. You know, I think what it comes down to with the answer for me will always be Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I do want to say that 
the cinematographer Seamus McGarvey did an amazing job. It was job. pretty. I thought it, it was, was very, beautiful. It was beautiful. Film. And I bought the soundtrack afterwards. I loved the music. There were some good music, some good songs in there. Some There's some sexy time music in there. Not that I've used it because I'm. Danny Elfman did the song. score. Yeah, so we had a little bit of everything. And they, they, there were some remakes of uh, some songs I liked in there. Some artists had re- yeah, it was good. It was I liked that. Next time, next uh, film Jenny and I are gonna see. Get, what is it, Miss Jenny? Currently, we're planning on it being Magic Mike. If all goes X X well, and we are gonna go to the early show we're with the early the show. La- older ladies. <laughs> We're going to be the ladies who lunch at Magic Mike XXL. Which I've seen the first one, and I actually liked it a lot. I did, too. I thought Soderbergh did a great job. I thought it was great. I know very little about the second one, but the trailers make it look redonkulous. Or redonkulous. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, what it already has to me over Fifty Shades of Grey is... I am looking forward to some of that dancing man meat. Is there one piece of dancing man meat <laughs> that you're more interested in than another? Uh, you know, no, there I like them all. I'm amused by all of them and really not attracted to any of them. Well, <laughs> I mean, I in my real life, honestly, I I'm into, I would be intimidated by like a rock hard ab like I like a nice, softer... You gotta you got have a little something to slap up against. Right. <laughs> I don't want a man who's that much... Of course, I understand that it's all... Some of Not it's all. That it can be genetic. I understand it can be genetic. But it just appears to me like, wow, you spend a lot of time working on that. How right. much time do you have for me? Right, yeah. And, and also... Uh, mine could never hold up to that. <laughs> right. Never, never has, never will. I, yeah. So, as we're wrapping up with Fifty Shades, would you say that this is boy sexy, girl sexy, boy girl sexy? I think that men who like men, as I, because I saw it with some, you know, enjoy Jamie Dornan. Um, I am sure that men who like ladies enjoy her very much she's a beautiful woman is it something if i saw it on a date we would have to go home and pull each other's clothing off well i would hope that would happen on every day so. <laughs> <laughs> um uh i don't know so it sounds like it, it could get it's a little bit boy there, girl sexy yeah i think it's boy girl sexy and do you think it's gonna stand up over the test of time do you think that like 20 years from now, it's going to still be kind of sexy. Um, well, it's interesting. I, I can't answer that, and I want to hold off on answering that well, until we review years. some of the movies we're going to review. Because what is coming up for Miss Jenny and Miss Marcy is we are going to be watching some of the films that you have told us were the first films you saw that made you feel funny down there. Um, and we want you to continue to write suggestions in via our Twitter, our Facebook page. You Absolutely. can email us. And, you know, who knows? Maybe some of you will guest on the show. And don't be intimidated if you see somebody's already listed something that was your I Feel Funny Down There movie. Please tell us. Share. You know, maybe there's one that more people responded to. And we'd be apt to watch that one. Yeah. So we're really going to... 
after Magic Mike, we're really going to take our cues from you guys, as well as our own filthy-minded pasts, and pick out what we're going to do next. So I'm, I'm with you. I, it'll be interesting to see how the movie stands up over time. But I, like I said, I want to see how some of those movies that, that we felt back then, you know, because when we were 21, which was three years ago, um, you know, a few up. times over, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scaling panties up, panties down. Would you give this a panties up or panties down? Now, panties up, meaning it was, I recommend it. No, panties, panties down, down as I be, don't. Yeah, panties down would be like, this is high, this, this is like a 10 on the sexy scale. I would say panties down enough so you can see the top of a bound. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the mound to you, lady. Top of the mound to you. <laughs> Top of the cock to you. I would say for men, a nice gas masking. Yeah, I think uh, I would probably say it's about halfway for me in the panties up, panties yeah. down. I, and I think I'm, maybe you were kind of saying this too, depending maybe. on who you're seeing it with. Yeah. You know, maybe what you have imbibed beforehand, yeah. or where you are in your relationship. I think for an old married couple like us, I don't know if I'm going to be like, come here, baby, I want you to come and watch Fifty Shades of Grey with me, Yoko. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's sexy enough. And I watched it alone yesterday and went, darn, I wish I was watching this alone, so... <laughs> You know. Yeah, or as I watch it and I'm like laughing out loud thinking, I'm so glad I'm watching this alone. All right, well, whatever. So good luck. To- <laughs> no, it's different. You know, there are yeah. other things that I watch that I think, oh, I wish you were here. Yeah. Or the cameras were on. No. Oh, uh, No, I'm Hello. kidding. I'm kidding. So we wish you a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed our thoughts. We'd love to hear yours. If it's a panties up, panties down for you. Or a top of the mound. A top of the mound, <laughs> top of the cock. A uh, gas, gas mask. mask. <laughs> it's the craziest to remember. All right, so we'll catch you on the next one. And I think up. I hear the bell. Yeah. Is it time for recess? Yes. Uh, thank you, students. Don't run in the hall. Rusty trombone. Hot Carl. Rim job. Toss my salad. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Nipple clam. Chocolate coxicle. Pink taco. Hop on this, baby. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Money shot. Anal intruder. Cleveland steamer. Gas mask. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> Yeehaw! Teabagging. Kama sutra. Kama my face. Cinema Sex Ed. There was some serious gas masking. <laughs> <laughs> what?